You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Curtis, before we get back to the news, may I say thank you to a DM slider? (laughs) Pete K., Slid into the DMs on my Instagram during the break with a request. The Ocean Mist in Rhode Island would like to be considered as an official site for the beer dye challenge between Breeze Hill and Flex Time Shine. Okay. Um, Might be perfect depending on where the Rhode Island road show falls in the schedule. That was a pretty um, good one last year. I, well, it was pretty good. Ocean Mist. That yeah. was the the uh, the the post pregame dinner. Yes. Uh, pre pre show post post dinner game party at Ocean Celtics Mist. game. Yes. Uh, all right. So we'll consider that. Thank you to Pete. Uh, back to the news, Courtney. About an hour into a Southwest Airlines flight from Oakland to Hawaii, a fight broke out between two passengers. And I'm not talking verbal. I'm talking physical. If uh-huh. you're watching on Twitch, you could see the punches being thrown. Um, this <laughs> led to attendants and other passengers having to pull the two apart. <laughs> what caused the argument? No one knows yet. But uh, That dude is hauling off, literally punching the guy in the face yes. if you're not able to watch it on Twitch. Yep. Honestly, you know how in Air Force One they have that uh, the pod that Harrison Ford jumps into? Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> okay. There should be an avenue by which you can throw people like this off the plane. Just yeah. go to your death. Mm. See you later. Like, yeah. there is nothing worse than sitting on a flight and having these meatballs get up <laughs> and start fighting when you're yeah. just trying to get to Hawaii. I also didn't realize until I watched the Dynasty that Robert Kraft has one of those pods in his office. Uh, when he can, ju- oh wait, am I not supposed to talk about Dynasty? Sorry, uh, where he can just jettison, like he jettisoned Bill Belichick out of here in that pod. Yeah, there's uh, shark infested waters underneath. Yeah, yes, yes, um, yes. But uh, the both uh, men were detained in Hawaii. The craziest part: an hour in that flight from mm-hmm. Oakland to to Kauai, five and a half hours. So those people, an hour in after the fight, just had to sit there for four and a half yeah. hours. I saw a flight attendant speaking about this on the news last night saying that this never happened up until like two years ago, that people were never fighting. Like there's a fight almost every single day yeah. on uh, on the airlines. Because well, so. people get in way too many people's business. Is that what it is? That's what it is because clearly. It's really the booze and I'm not judging it. I used to have I, five doubles before flying. Right, but I don't, day, so. I, don't, I don't know if they were drinking. Five doubles. But oh, I'm. I know this. That was the best part about flying early. You get the doubles. Bingo. From flying, you know, is that people are way too concerned with telling other people, oh, put that back. Put your phone up. Stop talking. Stop texting. Like, that's the flight attendant's job. What are they doing? Like, they're they're way too concerned with getting in other people's 
business. Yeah. And then once you get somebody else's business, you don't know how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, lockdown at Lowell High School has some parents upset. Uh, this is the first situation happened yesterday since uh, Lowell High went into a no cell phone policy. Oh, and they had a lockdown over what was the lockdown? Uh, the lockdown was suspicion of guns on okay. campus. Yeah. The lockdown lasted two hours and students were not able to text or call their parents to say, you know, that they were okay. Oh. We can hear from one freshman, Deborah Kiesa, on BZ. I just hear that we're on a shelter lockdown. We didn't have our phones. Our phones is put in a lockbox, so we can't have access to it until the end of class. In those type of situations, you want to make sure your parents know you're okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so and when when did the phone policy go into place? It, we're talking like two weeks ago we talked about it. You know what this is? Somebody did this to be like, okay, I need. we now need our phones back. Inside job? This is an inside job <laughs> it at its best. It could be, I guess. Of co- uh, two, two weeks ago? Yeah. And then was... all of a sudden there's a student on campus with a gun and everybody's complaint now Maybe. is... I don't. The, every what's the number one complaint? Oh, I didn't have my phone to call anybody. Yeah. So but guess it's what? It's a good point. You know, it's going to disappear in low cell phone. What bags? I don't yeah. understand though is if they got put in a lockbox at the beginning, can't they just open that and allow the students? I guess they could. I in mean, the I guess lockdown, they could, I guess they could. If yeah. they wanted Unless to. the lockbox yeah. is outside the classroom, then you're not supposed to leave the classroom in a lockdown. Yeah, yeah. they could give it. They could, tech, I guess, theoretically, just give it back. Come to the on, kids. Right. they could all text their. Parents. We, I mean, we. You some of us were born at night, but <laughs> we weren't born last night. This is inside job written all over it. Am I the only one thinks of Al Gore SNL when I hear lockbox? I don't know why. <laughs> all right, what else, Courtney? Uh, we go to Florida for the next story. And now it's one of those only in Florida type of stories. <laughs> Another edition of Come to Miami, Florida, Florida, not like the rest of us. The people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. On WEEI, oh, they don't close Florida. And can I just say, I can't wait to go to Florida with all of you fine folk. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. A bonding experience. We will be there two weeks from today doing this very show at Fenway South. Yep. Beautiful Fenway South. Yeah. Are we near a beach? Uh, yes. Yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah. Fort Myers Beach is nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to go to the beach? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you didn't like to go in the water. I thought you no, were no, I just of... I like to sit on the beach. Oh, okay. well, you we know, know what you like to do on the beach. <laughs> but Florida water is different, though. It's like Caribbean water. I go in that because oh, I do. can see okay. that water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are beach sexers. Uh, you, go, uh, you go balls D in that stuff? I, I, yeah, I probably go balls D in that okay. because I can see it. Up here, the water is like, forget about it's it. It's murky. You're yeah, you can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I ask all of you is you do not ask Doug about his scuba because he'll go on about it for five hours. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see Doug. Uh, Anthony Lewis lives in Tampa, Florida. He wanted to win back his ex-girlfriend on Valentine's Day. You know, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So what did he do? He allegedly stole a couple of Sandhill Crane statues uh-huh. from some one's yard and then put them in his ex-girlfriend's yard oh nice gesture nice gesture uh-huh. but it is theft uh-huh. uh, we can hear from one of our favorites officer grady judd he goes up to our victim's yard riding his bicycle and steals two cranes out of the front yard yes these statutes were provided to the victim by her deceased husband before he was deceased of course but they were very special to her, and he rips them off. So two very special statutes that this lady had because they were given to her 
by her now deceased husband are missing. Our detectives took that personally. I've told you over and over our detectives are the very best. Well, we found them. And we found them at his ex-girlfriend's house. When we explained to the ex-girlfriend what was happening, she was mortified and totally <laughs> cooperated with us. Uh -huh. We've recovered the cranes and returned them to the victim just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm. Mm. And, oh, for Lewis here, Anthony Lewis, we've put him in the county jail for Valentine's Day. 39 previous burglary and theft charges. Can you believe it? So I'm guessing he won't be getting her back. I uh, know. No, okay. no, no, that's, no. That's that is love bad. lost. Yeah. I'm thoughtful, though. I mean, right. I mean, he really was willing to go to any extreme to show his love. That's it. She should appreciate that. And like, Shime should defend it, right? Because the lawlessness is okay. <laughs> nope, that's theft. Maybe he couldn't the one thing he it, couldn't man. steal was her heart. Oh, couldn't I, afford I it. I love Sheriff Grady Judd. Yeah. He is the best. The best. Okay. Uh, and I'm sitting with two men who call themselves music professionals. Yes. Uh, well, one claims to be a music savant uh -huh. and the other one and the other one knows, knows about music knows nothing about anything other than rap and r&b but go ahead and you both love love so yeah. billboard has ranked the top 50 love songs of all time oh. with love in the title oh so we have the top five okay okay coming in at number five why don't you tell me the artist and i bet i can guess the song i'll tell you i'll tell you the artist and the year okay 1976 song by the wing by wings by uh, wings that's yes. his wheelhouse I Paul don't know. McCartney and wings mm -hmm. uh I would guess that is silly love songs ding 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 nailed it so that comes in at number five mm -hmm. that's then you have to fill the world with silly love songs okay, okay. all right nice. 2011 all right. Rihanna Ooh, uh, love. Not this is an easy one. Umbrella? Nope. Uh, what, the what one it? with Future. Uh, what is it, Chime? L love on the Brain. Nope. Uh, not that one? What, Chime? Love on the Brain. Nope. Good song, though. What is it? We Found Love. We Found Love. Oh, okay. We Found Love. Yes. Darn. And That's number was, it in, was it in a hopeless place? It was. It was. It was. 1977. Ooh. By the Bee Gees. Ooh. Uh, By the Bee Gees. Geez, I would go to Staying Alive, but that's no. not really, that's how you do CPR. Mm. Uh, love, love is a, love is a tortured uh, no. soul. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. What is I that? love you. Nope. Uh, how deep is your how love? Is your, uh, how deep is your love? Yes. Okay. okay. This is a big, big whiff by Greg. Uh, oh, no, I just got the first one. <laughs> coming, in at, dummy. <laughs> coming in at number two, 1994, <laughs> Boys to Men. I wouldn't know that. Come on. I wouldn't know that. Uh, Boys to Men. It has is, to have love in the title. It has to have love in the title. Come on, Wiggs. I wouldn't uh, know that. What? You know what, Chime? Yes. I will always. Uh, no, it, no, no, no. That's not that one. That's the number one song by Whitney Houston. Isn't it just love? Nope. No. Um, I'll make love to you. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Like you yep. want me to. And the number one song from 1981. Oh. By Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Oh. A duet, if you will. Uh. How is it not Whitney? Oh, I will always the, love you. Loving the title. Mm, yep. there's, nothing Diana, from, there's nothing from Five Finger Death Punch. Diana and Lionel. <laughs> I don't understand how OAR is not on this list. Uh, Twitch what, has got it. What, mm. what they do? Mm -hmm. What mm. is that one? Endless Love. Endless Love. love. Oh, oh, what that's movie? a good song. Oh, great yep. movie. What movie do you think of Endless Love? 
Uh, the one where the kid burns the, spoiler alert, I'm full of spoilers today, burns the house down. No, Happy Gilmore. Friends listen to Endless oh, Love oh, in the Dark. Oh, okay. Mm. Endless Love was the actual movie, though, that the song was done for, correct? Mm. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah. Do, do, you don't know. I have no idea. It's way before your time. Yep. Anybody know? No, nobody knows. Ten years before my time. I, nobody knows that movie? You're asking it's the wrong crowd, Greg. I, I, what movie? Endless Love. I think it was called Endless Love. <laughs> You're talking to someone, Wiggy and Greg, that a big development in terms of technology was movie phone. <laughs> wow. Yes. Same year. 1981. Yeah. Endless yeah. Love. Good cast. Yeah. Brooke Shields. Yes. Martin Hewitt. Tom Cruise. Yes. Huh? It's a great film. They just remade it like every other movie in Hollywood. Did they? And, yeah. the, the, and the, the, the remake? Ugh. Ugh. Awful. How is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You not yeah, on the top five? Yeah, that top five, five kind of stinks. Yeah, that, that really? makes no oh, so, sense. Uh, I mean, why don't you call Billboard? And uh, why yeah, don't you write them a to. strongly worded email? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't think they care I, about that, my opinions. That, uh, they happen to know that they have the charts. Like, I like the, Lionel. And they, they have the top 40 charts uh, available for them to peruse and then determine which the top five most popular are. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, wrong. you might think you know more than Billboard, yeah. but... Huh? What for, I I don't I know more than an in, in, inanimate billboard. Greg. For decades they have picked the hits. Please, Professor, leave Billboard huh? alone. Yeah, I, I think right. move. I think music Hardell Greg is my favorite Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Courtney. Is that it? That's it for the news. All right, All right. thank huh? you, Courtney. Coming up, Mike Milbury will talk Bruins hockey right now. Courtney and what is trending this hour? Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. And some breaking news on X. The Greg Hill Foundation announcing tickets are live for the marathon celebration party at the Capitol Grill. Oh, one of your favorite places. My favorite place. Uh Tickets are on sale right now, so go get yours. Okay. Uh, the Celtics start All-Star break with quite a bang, 136-86 to win over the Nets at the TD Garden. That is the second of a back-to-back night with the Nets. The C's 68-32 to halftime score was the largest advantage the C's have had since January 13th, 2010. Peyton Pritchard led the way with 28 points, while Derek White was right behind him with 27. Jalen Brown and Al Horford were both out. Kristaps Porzingis got hurt in the first half. Uh, he hurt his ankle, looked like a sprained ankle. He left the game for the remainder of the time, but Joe Missoula is saying that it was just precautionary. And speaking of Joe Missoula, that win was his 100th, so congratulations to Coach. Celtics team, just the third in league history to post multiple 50-point wins in a single season. The Bruins are welcoming the crack into town tonight. Puck drop is at 7, and following their Super Bowl loss, the 49ers have fired defensive coordinator still Steve Wilkes. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thank you, Courtney. 25 degrees, sunny skies, afternoon high of 38. Also, very nice moment. I don't know if you saw it, where Jason Tatum tossed the game ball to Joe Missoula last night on his 100th win. And then Joe Missoula asked him to please uh, take 20 steps back so he could go for a three. (laughs) Uh, Come on, kid, Curtis, give me a chuckle on that. Why do you always blame me? There's four other people. We'll be right right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thank you, Sean. Mike Milbury is brought to you this week by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh by findmassmoney.gov. And by John Sewer, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Morning, Mike. Good morning. How you doing? I'm pr- I'm pretty good, but <laughs> really, that's all I can tell you. Did you have to I dump mean, that? Did you have to dump out of that, Sean? Yeah, the second okay. part of that word, I he have can't, to dump out. He has to, he's okay. supposed to say a-hole, I think. Oh, really? Uh, that's yeah. a, that's acceptable? Go to the swear, John. Uh, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. leave off yeah. the H-word part of that whole word. <laughs> Now, the second part is I understand we're, walk, we're working for George Soros now. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe there can believe in whatever you want, Mike. It's still, it, it's still America. Um, it I, is. Um, but let me, you coached in the NHL for many years. Uh, if someone had done what Travis Kelsey did to Andy Reid to you, what would your response have been? I'm not sure what my response have been, but I don't think in my time that would have happened. Uh, it just there was too much respect for the coach. This this screamed out. It was about Travis Kelsey. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I want to play. Give me the ball. I only got one pass in the first half. I mean, they're working on a in the, in the final game of the season trying to win back-to-back Super Bowl championships, and all of a sudden you got this guy acting like a uh, what? Courtney, what would you say? A d bag? Yeah, a douche. Right? Douche yeah, canoe. Okay, douche canoe. Okay, that's yeah. right, and that's what he was, and he can't yeah. sing. And fight for your right to party doesn't turn me on. <laughs> well, on to hockey, I want to ask, you know, you're the expert. Is it an alarming trend that that this team struggles when it comes to winning the overtime games? Are you bothered by that? Yeah, there's a lot of things that bother me since the break. I mean, I, I can, can forgive them for the first game back with Calgary, and then they they hammer uh, their arch rival for the moment, Vancouver, and then they come back and get come. Well, the game that really upset me was disturbed me. I guess was the game against Washington. Hmm. It was a matter of effort and emotion and and passion. It had nothing to do with talent. They were completely smothered by the Capitals, and you know, although they were better against Tampa Bay, um, there's a lot of things that that have popped up. Both. Parts of special teams now are, are concerned. 
where once they were strengths, especially the penalty killing, um, it now looks like it's a little bit porous. And the power play, 0 for 5, I guess technically 0 for 6 because they had like a two-second power play at the end of overtime. But but they And they claim that they felt good about moving the puck better, but the result is not there. And so that's, that, that's another issue. Um, but more than more than anything, um, I just felt like there's a creeping trend of slow starts and slow finishes and and some sloppy play mixed in. It's it, you know I've I've felt great about them at the All Star break and and now I'm you know we we've, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Do you believe that they can actually go deep into the playoffs? Um, they're starting to give you indications that that might not be the case. Mm. Mike, does any of that have to do with, though, you're playing so good, you come back from the All-Star break, it's the huge matchup where you're taking on Vancouver, you kind of whoop them, and then you go, maybe you take your foot off the gas a little bit because, you know, maybe your next two opponents, you kind of play down to their level. I mean, I feel like you see that in a lot of sports where teams get complacent. I think that's a possibility, but they have – and it's it is the sort of the dog days of the season. They have I think twelve games in like twenty one days before the uh, the trading deadline. I mean they're just crammed in, and including a, a a West Coast trip. It's a it's a brutal schedule, and it's it's going to be real testing for them. But it is what it is, and you have to address it. And you have to if you're having a, a little bit of a hiccup. You have to get back into a groove at some point or another, and they have to prove that they can get back into that groove, or were they just overachieving for the first 40-odd games of the season? Mike, it does feel like a lot of the players are saying that, you know, this is it's almost good for them to to face these losses at this point in the season. As a head coach, would you rather have a team that 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 knows struggle throughout a regular season so they're ready for the postseason? Courtney, I'd rather win every freaking game. But last I mean, season, please, please. But I know they season, didn't and that was that was that you're telling me that they won too much so that they lost in the playoffs. I think they were last season, loss. yeah. I think a lot of people were worried that they didn't have any adversity during the regular season and we saw them crumble once it got to the postseason uh, I, I, I don't know that none of, I think some of those players saw adversity during the course of their careers did they not they didn't see it last year and was that such a bad thing I don't know I mean the first year I coached we won the president's trophy and went to the Stanley Cup finals where unfortunately we didn't get the job done but the, the lack of adversity in that season didn't seem to hurt my squad and I think that's a a poor excuse. Mm. Well, I mean, Jim Montgomery did put some of when it when it came to the kind of that post All Star break, you know, whatever you want to call it, malaise or slump or whatever, did put some of that on himself and say that he didn't get those guys ready. I mean, is that his responsibility? To, I mean, these are you know, these guys are playing in the NHL. They, they are, and it is, uh, but it is part of his his job description to get them ready to play with effort every night. And then, you know, sometimes you just can't do that. Sometimes the makeup of the team is such that you can't touch the right buttons on, on every night. Um, that doesn't mean you have to go back and, and just cry in your room. You've got to try something else. And right now they're in a little, whatever they lost three out of the last four. And some of them have been rather ugly. Um, you know, he's got to find a way to, to, reach these guys and find a way to 
make his players realize that they, they've got to get out of this rut and that there are issues to address. And if I were him, and I'm sure he's aware of it, it's got to start with special teams. What, what's Mike, what do you think the biggest challenge is as a coach uh, when it comes to having guys really be up for it night in, night out? Because coming from the football world, you only play once a week, so you're kind of always up for that. But in hockey and other sports, when you're playing you know, multiple times a week, what is the biggest challenge to make sure guys are up night in and night out? That's yeah, it's, a, it's a, the biggest challenge, and the thing is, I really believe this is is communication to to you know to get to each. I used to you know in the in, in the morning skates or before practice when you you know guys are out there just fooling around with pucks and skating in a circle, just getting their legs loose. It was a great time to skate up to one player or another player and, and then and hit three or four players at a time and do the same thing after practice. But it was, it was always staying on uh, trying to find the pulse of each player, trying to make sure that, the, you, know, you know, you knew where they were at uh, mentally. And that is a full-time job and what makes coaching, I think, such a challenge, particularly when you're playing 82 games in the season, to make sure you know where every player's head is at as much as you possibly can and, and find out when there's a, a pressure point that needs to be applied. Brad Marchand played his 1,000th game as a Bruin this week. We had a discussion about whether he's a Hall of Famer. Does he need to win another cup in order to be, or is he already there in your mind? You know what? Um, first of all, 1,000 games is is it's a lot. I mean, when you consider the travel and all the all, – and this guy's not exactly – a big man. He, he's. Uh, they've had some great left wingers. I don't. There's not a better one that's ever put on a Bruin uniform than Brad Marchand. Uh, I. I think it starts with his attitude. He competes fiercely every night, and I think he's actually refined that so that he's not over the top and biting people and that sort of stuff. Um, his consistency has been amazing over a thousand games, and uh, to do it with his commitment is 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 amazing. And, also, his skating, which is not like blazing speed, but his quickness and agility, you know how he spins in the corner to separate himself from a check, and then not only does he do that, but he, he then accelerates away to give himself the space so he can have uh, a time and a, and, and a look at people. And that, speaking of that, the vision is one of the things that makes him so special. He sees the ice, and he sees it better than a lot because he, he's able to create that space for himself. And surprisingly and you know good hands i mean he's got good hands and and that whole package turns to me into a hall of famer i don't think there's a doubt for for my mind uh, he may he may have turned some people off early in his career with some of his antics but for me um the consistency over time has proven that he he, he deserves a spot in in the hall of fame Mike, Olmark getting fined the uh, max for high-sticking in that lightning game, but there was no penalty called on the ice. Do you think that was warranted? You know what? He can afford it. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, if he gave a guy a smack, and it was, whether it was intentional or not, I'm sure they looked at it a thousand times and decided it was worth the, the money. But, um, you know, if he shows a little fire, good, because that's exactly what they need right now. Speaking of suspensions, are you taking text questions this morning, Michael? I don't know. Is, do I get paid extra for that? <laughs> uh, texter wants to know what you make of the Morgan Riley suspension, which I think, I think it's five games for the cross check. For the cross check. 
It's a different world, you know. I mean, a long time ago, not that long ago, but he could have got away with it, you know, a two-minute minor or something. But right. this is the way. This is the way it is now. We're trying to be politically correct and like George, and we're going to have to be <laughs> accepting of certain things that we once weren't. But you could literally. Of. Call, I mean, how many times a game can you call a cross check, and now you get a guy who suspended five games oh, for it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I used to. Be, I used to wait, and I would love to see guys turn their back to me and face the glass because then I could run the hell out of them. Now you do that. You're, you know, you're banned for life, Mike. I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but I think you're a major part of why we were number seven in big market radio shows. And kind of going back to the Brad Marchand, I feel like we we know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But the bigger conversation that we had was on the list of all time Bruins greats. When he's done, will he be ahead of Patrice Bergeron? <laughs> Wiggy loved this know. discussion. Wiggy loved it. It's actually you. Act, you asked a really good question. I because I, I, I think he will. Yeah. When he's when it's all said and done, if he plays another three, four, five years, he'll be viewed, even if he doesn't win another Stanley Cup, as a better player overall. Bru- overall Bruins his. You know when you're talking about him and Bergeron. You know, everybody loves the way Bergeron played. He was a gentleman. He was he was terrific. I like my players to be a little bit more like an a-hole, as they can say that on this channel now. And Brad was like that, and I think it was exciting. So, I, I, you know, it's a chicken or steak, I guess, but they're they're both good, and I, I like the guy that plays with a little bit of an edge. So, well, Mike, what? does that mean you would have liked to coach Travis Kelsey? <laughs> Go away, Shime. Just push the button when it's time. (laughs) Well, we know steak and chicken, one costs a lot more than the other, so (laughs) I guess if Marchand's the steak, then. Well, you know, listen, he's provided. I think you could say that Bergeron has proven to be, uh, you know, a master of consistency and be the right guy in the right place at the right time. I don't think you can say that about Marchand, but you always found a way to to, to find where he was on the ice because you knew he was going to do something that might be interesting, if not over the line and, and troublesome. But I think that's what people pay to see. They want to see somebody that's a bit of a jerk and sometimes, but not Travis Kelsey-like, more Marchand-like. So I, I just I find your take on Kelsey uh, interesting because like, I feel like you, you are a... Tough guy, and I feel like you <laughs> encourage tough play, and uh-huh. he was overly emotional. I agree. Did he look kind of like a douche? Yeah, but like no, I, he was a douche. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but like he I was he, would, I, he put put himself right in the bag. But wouldn't you agree that this has been entirely overblown? Like Curtis and Greg to me make it make it out to be like an assault. Like it's like the guy he went up and chest bumped his coach. No, I mean he didn't chest bump him. He was you know what he did. He was he was I just mentioned it. Like put me in, guys. I'm so good and and I've got Taylor Swift in this. Tw- I got Taylor Swift watching me. I got to do better. Than in one pass catch in the first half. It, and, and in the Super Bowl, talk about self-serving, self-anointed jerkdom. That's it right there. I like jerkdom. Right. That's what what would have happened to you, Mike, if you would have chest pumped uh, Don Cherry? <laughs> he would have sicked his dog blue after me. Was and that Don- dog was no poodle. It was a pit bull. 
was Don Cherry among your favorite people? Oh ever? my God, it was so much fun to play with him. He just, just, he just made it so. You know, you never knew what was coming down the pike. And, you know, this was a guy that that worked the bench entirely by himself, back and forth, back and forth. And he was he just made it so much fun. I mean, I mean, we lost a game in Atlanta once by like six goals and he took us out for beers afterwards and we laughed until two o'clock in the morning. You know, he just let's OK, let's get ready to play the next one. And we're going to put our, you know, our money on the line here and we're going to put our hearts into it and. It was never. It was never more fun than it was with with grapes. Did Even you, if he couldn't count very well. Speaking of times, you know. being, <laughs> speaking of times being different and drinking beers, because LB used to always say it on the old show. Did you play with guys who would drink a beer between periods? No, I, I I don't think I ever saw that. You know, I saw guys smoke cigarettes in the back room once in a while, but it was never. There was never any alcohol. You know, I mean, they may have been out till three o'clock in the morning before the game the <laughs> yeah. night before, but it wasn't it wasn't during the locker room. I, I never saw that. But when you were playing, but I, of course, I didn't keep my eyes on LB all the time. <laughs> when you were playing, though, were you were you still taking the train, for instance, to New York? Because guys would oftentimes would have a couple beverages on the train down in New York, right? Uh, the old days. Well, they, they I'm not that old, but I, we used to fly to New York, but we'd, sometimes we'd take the shuttle down on the day of the game, but we but I don't remember anybody on any game day having anything to drink. I mean, yeah. they may have slipped in a green pill once in a while, but I'm surprised you didn't comment speaking on the things that you speaking of the things that you commented on so far this morning on uh the two Colorado students who were granted the first D1 scholarships for cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> Can you define cornhole for me? <laughs> oh, listen, you live on the Cape. I'm sure you see people I'm sure you see people well, playing. These days, cornhole uh, goes a long way yes, in different directions, yes, right? Uh, so, uh, but uh, but can't you play? I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. It's time to go now. Uh, yeah, it? <laughs> it is. I thought, oftentimes I have to protect you yeah. from yourself on this on this program. I know. Thank you for All that. Right. But right. Mike, I'm I, younger than you, and I played with a guy who used to take a shot of Hennessy on the bus ride to the game. Right. Marshawn Lynch even talked about Jeez. he did it. Really? Yeah. I I played with a guy like that. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I, Mike. Thank you. All right. All right. There's Mike. Be Milbury. good, Mike Milbury. Um, and we will be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
the Hill for the thrill of it or otherwise, not something currently that the MBTA can do, Courtney. Yeah, tough morning for MBTA commuters uh, because there's a power outage. So people have been left stranded uh, in the tunnels. Okay. Uh, This is affecting the green, blue, and orange line. (laughs) Uh, If you're watching on Twitch right now, Uh, you could see coverage of it. Uh, They have news stations. They're trying to get all the trains. They're at a standstill. They're trying to get all the trains back into port to fix the problem. Um, But, yeah, no, they're saying, you know. Good good time to fire up the congestion pricing, Uh, the uh, increase the tolls on anybody who decided to drive their car to work. People who have lost faith in the T, I tell them, stay stay tuned, right? Stay tuned. So do, do these people not understand that these are all interconnected? That if the T was better, less people would drive because yep. they had a reliable way to get to work. Yeah. And <laughs> instead of trying to figure out new ways to punish people for driving into Boston... Why don't they dedicate their time to fixing the T, which would solve a lot of the problems they're seeking to fix? Well, what the city council is considering doing, which we discussed in the news and and yesterday on this program, with congestion tolling or whatever they however whatever however they try to hide what it really is, is charge people who are driving their cars so they can get more money to pay for the public transportation that mm-hmm. others might be able to take someday if it works. That's, yeah. that's uh, one of the things that they're... Continuing. So we spent $25 billion to put the highway underground, right, with the big dig. Yeah. Then we created the greenway, so we had this nice space that otherwise was just underneath the, the, you know, the central artery, and now you get to have that area and all that. But then we decided to condense our streets into one-lane roads, which caused gridlock, which causes emissions to go into the atmosphere instead of actually fixing the public transit and having people bike on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, you just about nailed it. The Boston 25 headline for this is laughable. We're like miners. Commuters stranded in dark MBTA stations as power problems halt subway yeah. lines. What, it, would you do, what would you do, though? Would you walk out on the track? Or, no, would, you you know, or would you be afraid that they would? you'd wait for the track? Don't, don't panic, Courtney. No, like I... <laughs> like, uh, I mean, would you wait for them to come and and get you out? Uh, yeah, well, I because I wouldn't even trust. I wouldn't trust an MBTA worker to lead me out on the tracks. Well, I guess if there's no power, you don't have to worry about the third no, but rail. The power might just come on huh? third rail right. wise. Stay like, away from the third rail. Right. I mean, you jump the tracks. <laughs> right. Always stay away from. The, you'd think they'd right. have a generator or something. It's sure. like, it's, I'm just uh, so curious about people that that want to give the government more money. Like, do you? What do they do well? Like <laughs> everything they touch is worse. And yet we're like, oh, yeah, raise taxes. That'll solve it. Like, it literally solves nothing. It gives more money to people that are incompetent. I mean, I, here's a text on the Subaru of New England text line regarding the city council proposal, which would create congestion tolling for those that are driving into the city of Boston. Uh, isn't there already essentially a toll to get to the city of Boston? Yes. When it when it comes to like the Newton, the, like whatever the you know the toll booths aren't there anymore, but they have the Tobin electronic. The, well, the there is, and also the Tobin. Yeah, everywhere. Like, McCourney and so I. Isn't there say- are, why, why is this city councilor? It, uh, it's like right. a second. Yeah, toll. I don't get it. Wiggy uh, like, and I it, were talking about it. I think it's for people that live in like Selfie to get to downtown. That's what, what I think they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get people like to pay a, a, a tax. So if you live, if you're like Julia Hill and you live in Wiggy's home, uh, second hometown of East Boston, mm-hmm. he was born in Brooklyn, but lies about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you would have to pay to go to downtown Boston? From, from everything I've read, that's you already paid. Oh, now <laughs> she already pays going through whether it's the uh, Teddy Ball Game Tunnel, whether it is she's going through the Subna Tunnel. So she'd have to pay again once she got into downtown. It, it just makes no sense to me because Courtney and I were having this conversation, but. Everywhere you come from, whether you're on the North Shore, you got to come in through the Tobin or you got to come in through one of the tunnels. If you're coming down 93, Courtney told me this, when you're coming down 93, there's a toll right before you kind of get into the city. Before the Zacom, yeah. So you're already paying to get in the city. And if Courtney's saying, well, if you live in, if you live in the city, so there's a, they're saying you think it's, Another toll to get to yeah, downtown. Yeah, I think this is on top of the toll because everybody that comes in from the suburbs hits a toll one way or the other. But to what get if into you live on Newberry Street? So is there a toll going to Southie? I don't know, but in in Manhattan, Greg, my sister is if she wanted to drive into work from where she lives in Manhattan, starting in May, it's sixteen dollars a day. So that oh. this same exact thing, yes, just passed. I think last week. In New York City. Correct. So that is where uh, maybe this city councilor is getting it from. What is her name again, Courtney? Uh, the city councilor. Who Tanya Fernandez. Anderson. Anderson, yes. She proposed it yesterday. Here's what she said. To deal with these matters, congestion pricing could be a viable measure to help alleviate traffic congestion and to help improve air quality in urban areas. Okay, air quality. Oh. Okay, we don't want people driving okay. their cars. No, no, no. Uh, you know how air quality is improved? <laughs> if you have more lanes for cars so they're not gridlocked while bike lanes are vacant. The object is not... To, congestion happens because people have... To, a lot of people have to drive into the city to do things. It's how the wheels of commerce turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, you don't... Congestion pricing. Yeah, you're going to charge people because they have to drive their car to go to to work or to go to the airport or the hospital. Or to go to the hospital. Best to get, hospitals to, to, in the to world. Go get chemo treatment. But you're already doing that. It's interesting, Curtis. You bring up Manhattan where your sister lives. Like you're already doing that because there's tolls everywhere to get anywhere into the city. By the way, there's no toll coming down 93. Okay, there so there's no, no toll. There's no toll there. It's it, only coming from like the Pike. Like if you're coming from west of the city mm-hmm. it's there's a toll that way all right there's so no toll coming from like the south shore or from uh the north Shore. off like, of from, 93 okay yeah. so all right so there you also, go like anything you want to buy in the city once they do this the price will be jacked up because the people who are delivering it have to pay the toll oh i didn't even think about that it- uh, no, neither did she apparently because <laughs> she's probably never worked in the private sector in her life yeah it it that will be a cluster F. And they always talk about how they're worried about the, the lists that come out about the mass exodus of people leaving this state. You want to add uh, this on top of it? Nobody's yeah, w- nobody's going to want to go into the office in downtown Boston. Nobody's going to want to live near downtown Boston. Uh, it, well, she doesn't explain a, it. Here's a 617 text. Uh, somebody just went to New York City last week. This mm-hmm. is another thing. And Uber had a congestion fee because they have to pay a con- they have to pay congestion pricing. So that's going to so be everything want- on the planet gets inflated if you yes. insert congestion prices. Yes. So you're just yes. not only are you paying for those congestion prices, you're paying for the inflation of literally everything else. So you're paying three times as much Correct. as you already are just to go into the city. Correct. Think about 
normally I know you park near a venue and then you walk to get the steps in. Yep. Think yes, how exactly. far you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to park miles away from the city. I know. Like instead ahead. of if I wanted to go to the garden, can't park at the government government center garage. Right. I'm gonna have to park. You just in- leave your car like uh, you know in Somerville and then right. walk. Yeah, park in like Mel- Malden <laughs> or something. <laughs> It'd be good for you on the steps though. That's yeah. true. That's a lot of good steps. How many steps do you have to a day? Uh it varies. Depends oh. on the day. <laughs> Some days I work out more thing, than I though. do cardio. Like so. you're just your 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 thing is the gym and the and cutting the cows. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Big weigh in tomorrow. Uh no, my weigh in's Tuesday. Oh, I thought you were doing Fridays. Uh, so when I was trying to do it by myself, I was doing Fridays. But when I went to awaken, my weigh ins are Tuesdays. Mm. Okay, it's always All better right. to do it at the beginning of the week. Now, what if there's a, spar- a disparity between your scale at home and what they tell you at Awaken 180? You I'll, I'll trust the professionals, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> well, his their, home, their, their scale, much more accurate than mine. His home scale will always be different than the scale in any weight loss place. Well, that's not right. Because The difference right, maybe, is... Maybe he hasn't lost 16 and a half pounds. Well, so you got to understand, when he weighs at home... He, if he's weighing nude or with underwear, well, that's his business, right? But that, I, mean, I don't know why you want you need to know whether he's nude or not. Because when he goes weigh somewhere else, he's going to be in full clothes. Yeah, like the doctor's office when you have your winter coat on yeah, and you're big gonna sneakers. Be in full clothes, so like this isn't accurate, right? That's the thing. So when you just gear down, can I have a brief complaint about the doctor's office with kids? The, I have to get James totally nude when he gets weighed at the pediatrician. I'm like, he hates putting his pants on. Is it really that big of a difference if it's like a half an ounce? Not when you're a kid, but when you're an adult, yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in Chimes' case, so when I, you know, in my weight loss journey, that half an ounce, you're like, oh, wait a second. Uh-uh, let me take my socks off. Yeah. But, well, you don't generally have to get naked when you go to the doctor. Like it's so Courtney for, does for the optometrist. <laughs> yes. No, that's the dentist <laughs> well, she goes certain, to. Like, as you get older as a guy, yeah, you when have you, to have certain things checked. Yeah, but when you go for a physical. Huh? Don't they make you cough? They do make yeah. you cough. So that's. Yeah. And then they do yeah. your prostate exam. Yeah. Right. When you do the when they check your prostate. Well, when you yeah. go for a physical, they tell you to take yeah. your pants off and put the little robe on and then get on the, the yeah. bench. Yeah. Or whatever the little They the usually table. weigh you before you get into that room. Yeah, yeah, they weigh you with all your clothes on, yeah. so your jeans when, and your shirt. When Curtis went for that checkup recently, um, oh. the doctor said, Please take your pants off and Curtis said, Where do I put them? And the doctor said, Right over there on that chair with mine. <laughs> Have I used that one before? No. I haven't heard that one. It's very welcoming. You haven't heard that one? Nope. All right. Uh, we will, we'll, be right, we'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.